0: Good day, friends. This is Rev Zek. Thanks for joining me for the daily bread—a little scripture reading to fill up your soul. God's word is good, and it is uh, what we need to nourish us. So let's let's read. Today is Romans chapter eleven, uh, the end of the chapter, verse twenty-five up to Romans twelve, verse thirteen. Let's pray. Gracious God, open your word to us that we might see Jesus and follow Him. Amen. All right, so Paul comes to the end of this section, Romans 9, 10, 11, where he is grappling with, why is it that some of his own kinfolk, uh, the Jews, don't believe? And why is it that the Gentiles do believe? And he he makes his conclusion here at the end of chapter 11, and it's all about the mercy of God. And then he has this great turn, this hinge in chapter 12. A little bit in chapter 6, when he's talking about the life of someone baptized and united with Jesus, he encourages us to uh, to live in a certain way, to um, to not submit to you know, the, the deeds of the flesh, but to walk by the Spirit. That's just a little bit, most of what he's said from chapter 1 to 12, uh, at the end of chapter 11, is just uh, the good news of, of Jesus coming for us. And here, and then in chapter 12, he's going to be like, therefore, since you've have heard all this mercy, now live it out. And then he'll end the book, uh, chapters 12 up to 16, 15 mostly, uh, encouraging us how to live based on God's mercy. So let's read the end of chapter 11, verse 25. He says this, Lest you be wise in your own sight, I do not want you to be unaware of this mystery, brothers. A partial hardening has come upon Israel. Remember that's the same word where God hardened pharaoh's heart and we also saw that um, pharaoh had hardened his own heart here a partial hardening has come upon israel until the fullness of the gentiles has come in and in this way all israel will be saved as it is written the deliverer will come from zion he will banish ungodliness from jacob and this will be my covenant with them when i take away their sins as regards the gospel they are enemies for your sake But as regards election, they are beloved for the sake of their forefathers, for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. For just as you were at one time disobedient to God, but now have received mercy because of their disobedience, so they too have now been disobedient in order that by the mercy shown to you, they also may now receive mercy for God. Has consigned all to disobedience, that he may have mercy on all. And that is kind of Paul's point here. That, uh, and he says this, you know, in chapter three as well, is that none can boast. Where is boasting? It is excluded. And here he's, he kind of use, uses this idea that that some are uh, out, some are in, and um, the jealousy uh, or something like that, you know, kind of compels us to come back. Um, but here he. he reminds us that it's all about God's mercy. We're all under God's judgment, and the only way to get in is by mercy. So I'm going to read that verse 32 again. For God has consigned all to disobedience, that he may have mercy on all. Oh, the depths of the riches, and wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable are his judgments, and how inscrutable his ways! For who has known the mind of the Lord, or who who has been his counselor? Or who has given a gift to him that he might be repaid? For from him, and through him, and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. And in verse, uh, chapter 12, he's going to turn the corner after this praise of God, who um, whose judgments are inscrutable, who um, who does good, and it is so beyond what we can imagine. Um, and then he, he says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Uh, there's so much here in, in the next verse as well. But I think the, the, Paul has built the case that the only thing we can do is based on the mercies of God. We would not say this to a, someone who doesn't have faith in Jesus, who has not heard the gospel. We would not say to an unbeliever, Uh, someone who doesn't believe yet. Present your body to Christ as a living sacrifice. Yes, we'll get there. They have to hear the mercies of God first. And once we have heard the mercies of God, then we're compelled to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, our spiritual worship. Verse 2, and this is something we'll spend our whole life living out. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And I thank God that uh, he shows us his will in his word, and because of his word that he keeps speaking to us, that he he will transform us uh, through his Holy Spirit and not allow us to be conformed to the world, and I think we're all, you know, very susceptible to being conform to the world, uh, fitting right in, uh, and uh, just overwhelmed with the the temptations, the waves of temptation in the world, but uh, he has mercy, and he calls us out of that, and he allows us by his Holy Spirit, through his word, to be renewed in our minds, so thanks be to God. Now he's going to talk a little bit about how to live this out among brothers and sisters in the church, so let's read verse 3. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another. I love that. Uh, We belong to Christ, and we belong to each other. I think it's so easy to... uh, To not think that we belong to one another. That my brother Lance down in Mexico, um, I belong to him.